everybody. When you hear that music, you know it's on time, just in time for On the Lighter Side of Baseball. And uh, we have a great show coming to you today. It's just me. How much better does that get? Just me. Craig Kishan's doing the Bucks game, and uh, I think he and I have such diverging opinions of the season so far uh, that I think, uh, you know, I think Craig will be back. Um, I expect to have John Wathan on next week. Duke's a great host. And uh, see if I can get Dwayne's stats away from his hot, hot rays. If you have a chance to listen to MLB Network and uh, select a game, I'd select a race game and home game because Dwayne's stats is as good as it gets. He, uh, he's been on the show a number of times during the corona offseason. And uh, he's doing a great job. And uh, the Rays are doing a great job. Baltimore's doing a great job. Now, are you happy or are you sad? If you're an Orioles fan, are you going, oh, man, this is kind of a weird season. Why isn't this the regular season? Are you going, huh, glad that uh, they're playing pretty good because in 162 games they'd fade. The Marlins, do you have the same idea with the Marlins? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. White Sox are kind of mediocre. The Royals are pathetic, although better than some might have thought. The Oakland A's are playing great baseball. The Dodgers are by far and away the best team. I mean, how about Mookie Mookie Betts with his uh, home run binge and um, the guy's worth every cent. Harper's having a good year. Machado's doing pretty good. The Padres are doing pretty good. So you've got some guys going pretty good. You know who's not going pretty good? That jet ski guy that's coming towards me. There's a jet skier out here at Land Lakes. And, uh, you know, this is kind of like the uh, air show in Chicago broadcasting uh, as the Blue Angels go by. Although this is just a guy on a jet ski and uh, generally annoying, but in our sound studio, we've decided to go outside. It's a beautiful day, and so uh, you might hear from time to time this guy going by on a jet ski. And depending upon your opinion and uh, views, that may be the most exciting thing of the show. But we have got a good show today. Like I said, it's just me. Uh, no Craig Kishan, no John Wathen, no Dwayne Stats, no nobody, just me talking about Barnum and Bailey and the circus. Yes, sir, Bobby, I think this baseball season is like Barnum and Bailey. Even Bill Beck, the legendary showman of baseball, the guy who put the midget up to hit so he could get a walk, the guy who invented the exploding scoreboard, the guy who invented the uh, White Sox colorful uniforms, the guy who came up with the idea to uh, have Harry Carey sing the seventh inning stretch. Bill Veck would be appalled at the crap that they are calling Major League Baseball. What a joke. Now, uh, people out there totally disagree. Some people agree, some people disagree. Seven inning games for doubleheaders, joke. This is like Little League, Minor League, College, High School. Come on. Seven innings, really? Oh, because what we're trying to do is keep these guys healthy. That's impossible as was demonstrated by the Marlins and the Cardinals and the Pirates. And, I mean, it's a joke. So these guys get sick. They, they Like the Cardinals only played five games. Then they come back and they play doubleheaders. So every other team is punished for what the, Brewer, what the uh, uh, Cardinals did in screwing up uh, the season. It's not fair. I mean, it's just not fair. You violate the rules, you get uh, a week and a half off, and then you come back and you play doubleheaders against everybody. It's a joke. Clearly, what they're trying to do, as I've said before, is get to the uh, pot of gold. And they're going arm-in-arm with the players' union. Let's get to the playoffs and have 16 teams. Uh, We're going to eliminate 14, and uh, those 14 go home. And then three days later, 
another eight teams go home. So what you have is eight teams in the real playoffs. And here's my plan. Uh, instead of going through this charade called whatever it's called, no fans, no electricity, uh, you know, the, the announcers are praising the Cubs dugout because they're acting like a bunch of American Legion players. Uh, you know, is this fun? Is this light? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe I had to change my approach and say that all of this is the lighter side of baseball. It's a jokey side of baseball. It's a riot. Do you like it? Do you like the guy at second base in the 10th inning? You know, why go to the 10th inning? Start the guy at second base every inning. Why play seven innings when you can play five? My idea was play three games a day, five innings a game, and uh, get the season over with. Or here's another option. I think now, get your pencils and scorecards ready for my idea. This is a good idea. Here's the idea. Uh, drum roll. Russ, drum roll. Reference to Christmas Vacation, one of the all-time great movies. Okay, so the lights didn't come on. Here's my idea. That's another reference to Christmas Vacation. Here's my idea. Take everybody, all 30 teams, and there aren't 32. Now, my idea would work better with 32 teams. So, um, you know, we're going to have a little problem dividing this into four little round-robin tournaments. But, you know, two of them can have eight teams, and two of them can have seven teams. And the idea is you play everybody four out of seven, two out of three, whatever it is. And you get down to um, two teams that come out of each bracket. It's the final four format, basically, without the two teams coming out. Uh, if you wanted to just have the round robin with four brackets, then you get the final four, and then those four go and play, you know, two World Series against each other, two COVID series against each other, two coronavirus series against each other. Maybe by then you'll have fans. They're talking about letting fans in. You know, these guys on uh, MLB Network are saying, hey, maybe by the end of the year there'll be, there'll be some fans of the games in Texas. Well, how's that fair? None of it's fair. This whole thing is designed to help the Dodgers um, unload a little payroll. Not really. Payroll. Speaking of payroll, the trade deadline's coming up on August 31st. Now, generally it's July 31st, and generally if you don't have a spot on your 25-man, uh, the 40-man roster by uh, the last month of the season, that's you can't be in the playoff team, unlike football where you can go get somebody you know, the day before the Super Bowl and sign him, and he's in your starting lineup. Anyway, um, let me explain my – so you have this round robin, and you get these teams, and then they go into a bubble, and then we get this, this charade over with. That would be perfect, in my opinion, perfect. But now the trading deadline's coming up on August 31st. That's uh, two weeks from today. So who's going to make a trade? I mean, you got you got some high-paid uh, guy. I guess you're going to have to have him sign a document agreeing that he won't opt out if you trade him, which I don't know if the union's going to like that or not. But, for example, if the Cubs were to trade Chris Bryant to the Milwaukee Brewers in exchange for a couple guys that might act like leadoff hitters, because the Cubs haven't had a leadoff hitter since Dexter Fowler, 
Then they make the trade, and Chris Bryant goes, mm, I'm opting out. I'm opting out. And then, oh, by the way, I'm a free agent. Oh, man, they got some struggles coming up here because, man, I would opt out. I would always opt out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be playing this year. I think the guys that are playing are, you know, need the money. Bryce Harper probably needs the money. I mean, I think he's already made $5 million, even with the pro rata. Pro rata, $5 million. So let's talk about my Chicago Cubs. Everybody thought, oh, man, they're off to a hot start, 10-3. and three. Um, The MLB computer goes, they've got a 98% chance of making the playoffs. How about today? The Brewers just took three or four from Wrigley. I think the Brewers are getting pretty comfy at Wrigley Field. No fans. Uh, the Cubs just chirp at him. Contreras gets kicked out of one out of four games because they figured out how to piss him off. And uh, so the Brew Crew is feeling like uh, Wrigley is Miller Park East, West, South, whatever. It's over there in Chi-Town. I should know. I've made that drive thousands of times. So if uh, Miller Park for years was Wrigley North, then... Wrigley would be Miller South. Only this year. Only this year. Next year it would be American Family Field South because the Brew Crew, like everybody else, is going for whatever money they can dig up. How do you like, speaking of greedy sacks of baloney, speaking of ridiculous, let's be NASCAR uniform guys, Major League Baseball, Frigging sold out to the Nike swoosh. Yeah, a billion dollars will get you a swoosh. I will check the amount of the contract. It's at least a billion. I think it might be more. So while the major league owners were all crying the blues and wanting to, you know, play a limited number of games because, oh, my God, look at all the money we're losing, they signed a new contract with TBS and ESPN for the playoffs, which added another couple bill. They got this uniform from, does anybody like the uniform? Or does anybody even notice that Nike swoosh? You know, it used to be Major League Baseball prided itself on being pure. No longer. No longer. If you watch the Royals games on TV, whether it's on MLB or on any other broadcast, the center field camera, which is on 95% of the time, picks up the Royals logo on the back of the mound, and PNC Bank. It's it's not even Pittsburgh. It's in Kansas City. These guys are grabbing the bucks. Do I blame them? No. Do I like it? No. Do I do anything about it? No. Have I canceled my season tickets? No. Did I even get a refund this year for COVID refund? No. No. I'm guilty as charged. Send me me away. Uh, Same with the Cubs. Oh, we'll give you a 5% credit next year. On what? I've already paid for my... T- are you going to increase tickets? Or are you going to have a ticket? Yeah, we're increasing tickets 50% because we didn't make money last year, but we'll give you 5% off. You can take this seat and stick it. That would be my... I say that every year. For anybody that knows me, I cancel my Cub tickets at least 10 times a year. And this year would be no exception, except I can't get in the ballpark to A, drink a beer, and B, moan in person. You know, love to moan. You probably gathered that. The grumpy side of baseball comes out every now and then, maybe most of the time. But this year, again, 
anemic Cubs baseball. People think the Cubs are good. They, uh, no, no, watch them. Now, this is August 17th. They've played, they've had not that many games in August. I guess they've had 14 games in August. One time did they get more than 10 hits. Mostly they get four hits, five hits, six hits, occasionally 10. One game and one game only, they got 11 hits. They can't hit. And when they do hit, it's against some bozo that's never played in the major leagues. I mean, they made the crew bullpen who started three games. The only one the Cubs hit was the uh, starter. The rest of the crew pitchers that were bullpen guys came in and looked like Cy Young. Yeah, man, Chris Bryant. The, the, you have to go down to about 100 guys in Major League Baseball before you get to 246, and that's um, Rizzo's batting average. They have nobody in the top 100. Nobody in the top 100. And they're in first place with a 10 and whatever record. They're coming up on the one-third mark, the third, fur, the, the third furlong in the Kentucky Derby, and they are going to fade faster than my uh, blue shirt from the Hall of Fame. Fast fade by the Cubs. I predict it. Oh, my goodness gracious. Baez, pathetic. Contreras, pathetic. Schwarber and Hayward are actually doing pretty good. Hap's doing okay. Elmora can't break in the lineup. We don't have a leadoff man. Theo, Theo, note to Theo. Hello, Theo, can you hear me? Listen to my telecast on my pod. Please get a leadoff man. Tommy Pham was available. Could have had Tommy Pham. Instead, we're paying Kimbrell $43 million to go to a psychiatrist and get analyzed. I'm kidding. Don't know if he's going to a shrink. He should. Although he feels like he turned the corner. He pitched an inning against the uh, Brewers in a kind of a pressure situation and got through it. One, two, three. He actually had guys swing and miss. Now, that hadn't happened in months. And if anybody feels sorry for Kimbrell, it's me. Uh, and I, I don't feel sorry for Morrow, the guy that beat the Cubs in the playoffs in 2015. And the Cubs signed him in 2016, and he promptly got hurt by Joe Madden, who, by the way, Joe, you're my favorite manager. You're sucking air. You should retire. You're old. It's past. The Angels suck, and uh, you should have you should have gone out the blaze of glory, man. You should have uh, kept your restaurant in Chicago. You should have uh, been a, a senior consultant. Maybe be the hitting coach for the Cubs because their hitting coach, the same guy they've had for three years, he would have been fired on any other minor league baseball team, let alone a major league baseball team. This guy can't teach hitting. The Cubs, and it's really Theo. Uh, you'll remember a couple of years ago on the podcast, I was talking about how the Cubs faded down the stretch and they got rid of Chili Davis. They blamed Chili Davis, a great hitting coach, because they weren't swinging, uppercutting, trying to hit home runs, big launch ankles. Well, the Cubs have a lot of home runs and they don't have many other hits. They suck. Baez, come on, dude. You're too good to swing and miss on. Bases loaded, you swing and miss. Bases loaded, they have Baez, Rizzo, Schwarber, can't get a hit. And what's Bryant leading off for? Come on, Rossi. You know, I liked you for a few games. You did some really dumb things over the weekend. I mean, you got Chris Bryant, who's starting to hit the ball finally. 
up. He's got a two and one count in with two out in on a tie game. You send Nico Nico. Oh, by the way, what is Nico doing on the major league starting lineup? And not as big a blunder as Morrow, but he's Bodie has a couple good weeks in Major League Baseball, and they sign him to a $15 million long-term deal. Now, granted, that's about a month's worth of pay for Bryce Harper or Jason Hayward, but come on. Really? Bodie, 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 Nico, 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 you are not MLB material. Sorry. I mean, you're exciting for a few days. I got a great baseball card with uh, Bodie hitting that dramatic grand slam walk-off home run. That was exciting. So anyway... Yeah, you know, if you're if you're examining my mood, it's not very good. I have not gotten to go to any baseball games since spring training. I could spend four hundred dollars to go sit out in the uh, rooftops at Wrigley Field, but I'm bound and determined not to do that. Um, I'm questioning why I didn't get a refund. I'm questioning why I still have season tickets, and I'm questioning one other thing. And this is big, and I talked about it at the end of last year. There is. Not a lot of loyalty or tradition left in Major League Baseball. And it starts right in Chicago. Why in the world the Cubs and the White Sox could not get together with WGN TV and come up with a package that they were all happy with? Instead, the White Sox went the way of NBC Sports, which at least has some experience in broadcasting baseball. And the Cubs, and this has been their idiotic president, has been pumping this up along with who knows what's going to happen next year. Maybe we'll be betting in the ballpark, doing much more internet in the ballpark. But Marquee Sports Network is a joke. Their, number one, their camera work is pathetic. Whoever is the producer-director is pathetic. Their crew is pathetic. They, uh, you know, does anybody understand that three people in a booth generally don't work? Unless it, in, I don't know, if you're trying to do something other than broadcast baseball, it might work. But Casper and Deshaies are great. They're fine. They're not Dwayne Stass. They're not Tom Hamilton. They're not Bob Euchre. They're not a lot of guys, but they're steady, occasionally funny. Len gets a little old. You know, why not switch Pat Hughes and Len Casper half the time? You know, Casper can do TV and radio, and, and Pat Hughes can do anything. Pat Hughes is good. Get Pat Hughes away from the other guy, and he's great. Pat Hughes with anybody. And, and Santo was Santo, so you got to love Santo. But, I mean, you didn't love them for broadcasting. They missed half the game, but they were funny. It was great. Now, Marquis runs out Sutcliffe. They run out Dempster. They run out Grace, and they got their butt burned with Grace because he started uh, bagging on his ex-wife. And it's not funny, you know? It's not funny. And Sutcliffe talks, like you know, it's like, they're in a bar reminiscing about everything instead of covering the baseball game. A-Rod, very articulate, intelligent guy. Boring, 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 boring. MLB Network, the, you know, trying to do this statistical analysis of everything and the swing speed and the launch angle and, oh, my God, I mean, I'm getting old. I, just hit the ball, catch the ball, pitch the ball. The old Willie Mays stuff. So, anyway... I've been going on and on, I don't know, 
10, 15, maybe 20 minutes, and I'm sure it's been captivating for you folks. But I'm going to take two seconds of a break, and I'm going to come back and go over one more pet peeve that I have because I do have a pet peeve, and I want to get it aired out. So on the lighter side of baseball, we'll be back after a word from our still no sponsor, Papa Kino's opening soon. I'm going to keep doing podcasts until I do one from... That could be the swan song. Papa Kino's live could be the swan song for On the Lighter Side of Baseball. I don't know. My listeners are clamoring for more, so we'll probably go on with this boring, boring, bad joke of a season. Um, Anyway, take a break. We'll be back on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Jamie Retzke, don't go away. You're going to love the next segment. And the next segment is here. Boy, was that a nice break. Hopefully Tyler had a little music going. I hope it was a little jazz. I don't know because I am on site at Land of Lakes, Wisconsin. Wow, it's a beautiful day. The jet ski guy seems to have left. The only one listening are walleye and a few bees that fly by. And, uh, you know, I haven't even heard the loons. And for you people... Uh, loons are not my listeners. Loons are birds that live on most of these lakes, and they provide. Did you ever watch On Golden Pond with Henry Fonda? Uh, there were loons on Golden Pond, and that was a big part of the movie. And then they went out and fished, and I think they caught Norman, or maybe Norman was Henry Fonda's name. Uh, I don't know. But speaking of baseball movies, I watched The Natural again yesterday. God, is Wilson Brimley funny? And, uh, you know, no longer with us, but God love him. He was good as the manager in The Natural. I should have been a farmer. Tell me why. My mother told me I should always have gone been a farmer. But no, no, I, I had to come and manage baseball. <laughs> it's great. Watch The Natural. Can't watch it enough. Uh, Bull Durham, not too bad. Anyway, I've been watching a little Yellowstone. But that is dark. Kevin Costner, I kept waiting for him to pick up a baseball and toss it around with this kid before they before they killed somebody else, but that didn't happen. So anyway, you might tune in on that. We're going to, from time to time, give some TV reviews. Right now, I'd go with, uh, I don't have any. There's nothing going on, no baseball, no TV. Oh, wait, there is baseball. So who was my pet peeve? You know, number one, it's the 100-year anniversary of not only women getting the right to vote in America and a right that they certainly deserved well before 1920, a year after the 1919 White Sox scandal, a year after the Black Sox, a year after Joe Jackson, who should be in the Hall of Fame. But this season was going to be a gala tribute on many different fronts to the Negro Leagues. And it's just not happening. I mean, I watched a few games. Yesterday was supposed to be the day we're going to recognize. And then they came up with this campaign that's nice. Tip your cap to Negro Leagues. Everybody did it from Abraham Lincoln to Donald Trump. Every president, every senator, everybody, tip your cap. It was kind of like the uh, ice bucket challenge with a tip of the cap and a donation. Great. I know that Bob Kendrick would appreciate any donation because the Negro League Museum is awesome. But 
it's not as awesome as that league was, and the league deserves more tribute than they got. So the games I watched, Cubs Brewers, nobody had any Negro League uniforms on. Uh, they painted the bases, you know, with the Negro League symbol, and I suppose they sold those off for a little money, like they do with all the um, major league authentics. But I mean, the Negro Leagues are not getting the proper respect that they deserve, and. One of the things that I find really interesting but overlooked all the time, even at the Negro League Museum, is the what I'll call the uh, the transition players, the Henry Aarons, the Ernie Banks, uh, those guys that played both in the Negro Leagues and the Major Leagues but were at the end of the Negro Leagues, not the Cool Papa Bells, not the Josh Gibsons, certainly not the uh, Satchel Page, but the Henry Aarons and the Willie Mays and the Ernie Banks and the uh, African-American players that, that uh, played Briefly, Ernie Banks was with the Kansas City Monarchs, and he said uh, over and over again, some of the greatest ballplayers he ever was around, Henry Aaron learned more from the guys on the Indianapolis Clowns. Yeah, the Indianapolis Clowns were a legit uh, Negro League team, unlike the Chicago Cubs, who are now the current Clowns, because they can't hit. They Not only can they not hit any time, they can't hit in the clutch. Oh, my God, runners in scoring position. Leave them on base, and when they make an out, it's a strikeout. When they, when you watch teams like, let me think, there are a couple teams that, that even the Padres, yeah, from my old buddy Bob out there, my fan out in San Diego, the Padres are hitting the ball pretty good. Uh, Tatis is uh, hitting the ball good. Um, you know, our first baseman from Kansas City is starting to. Uh, uh, Haas has hit a couple. Will Myers is having a great year. God love him. He must be a free agent because the dude is broken. And, uh, you know, the Braves hit the ball hard. The Yankees crush the ball. The Dodgers crush the ball, even though Bellinger's not doing much. Everybody's got a dog right now. The Cubs' doggiest dog is Baez, but there's a long line of, uh, of dogs. Bellinger off to a bad start with the Dodgers. Um, uh, you know, a couple ex-Cubs that that were uh, giveaways that, that would make a Cub fan ill. Eloy Jimenez, not off to a good start. Gliber Torres, not off to a good start. And so on and on and on. Uh, you've got the uh, Marlins ready to open some champagne. You've got the uh, Cardinals who claim they're the best COVID team on the planet. Uh, what a joke. They're, they're getting the benefit of catch-up baseball and... Uh, it's, it's, they should be eliminated. If I were the commissioner, I'd say, St. Louis, go home. Uh, you're done. And how about the uh, guys trying to sneak girls into the hotel rooms? It's not just in Major League Baseball, the Seattle Seahawks. She, he dressed his girlfriend in a Seahawk uniform or something, tried to get her in. Or how about uh, Plezak's nephew on the Indians goes out in Chicago and then can't figure out why in the world the team's mad at him when he broke the rules and got suspended cost him a game or two by being out of his turn. And uh, Clevenger, same deal from what I understand. Now, boys will be boys. They're all trying to figure out how do we spend our million dollars this this, uh, six weeks. But, you know, the, the system is flawed. We need a vaccine and we need fans. Other than that, it's just... Fantasy baseball. It's extended spring training. It's spring training on steroids. It's whatever you want to say. But, you know, there are some good games. Don't get me wrong. I, I watched 
a little bit of baseball, and I'm not like this because the Cubs lost three out of four to the Brewers. Yeah, maybe I am. Uh, the Sox get swept in a twin bill against the Cardinals. That's nauseating. Came back, though, and won the uh, finale. I like that. I think the Sox are disappointed. They're just not gelling. Uh, but, again, the guys that uh, decided to have Tommy John surgery, guys that decided to step down, step back, uh, Syndergaard and all these guys, um, avoid getting hurt. Make it to February, get to spring training, and let's do the 21 season. This, this to me, is nothing but a, a money grab. Money grab by these guys. And, I, you know, fine. Go grab the money. Um, hockey's doing it pretty well. Now, again, all these, all these uh, games without fans are for TV and gambling. And, you know, that's fine. That's fine. But don't, don't expect to call the 2020 champion of this season world champs. There's no World Series. They'll call the World Series. We'll have Joe Buck and Smoltzy and Joe Buckleby doing his usual thing, broadcasting football and baseball and maybe golf, you know, the trifecta. Uh, again, a below-average announcer, not very good. Why don't you get some guys that are good? There are a lot of good guys around that could do those games. But, no, we got to have Joe Buck. And we get Joe Buck. I think the Fox baseball contract runs until 2029 or 30, maybe longer than that. Whew. Man, oh, man, that's, that's a ways off, especially for old people like me. So, I don't know. What else do we want to talk about? I mean, there's a couple guys off to a hot start. Charlie Blackman, man, he could hit 500. Forget that, Ted Williams, 406. Now, what do you do about that? Nothing. It's 60 games. 60 games. What do you do about any of these statistics? Um, and guys are getting hurt left and right, and I'd get hurt too, and I don't think I'd come off the IL too quick. Verlander's out, Strasburg's out, Syndergaard's out, on and on. And that's without any doing any research. All, this show has been totally ad-libbed. I haven't done any research. I don't even have my phone out here. Uh, yeah, I see my phone, but I'm not looking at it because I don't need to look at it because I know what's going on. The balls are juiced. The homers are flying out to f stadiums full of advertising and no fans. Advertising, no fans. Money, 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 no fans. No safety. The players can't do anything trying to get through the season. They're at the third furlong, uh, and the race goes on. And uh, they might make it. And every time I say they might make it, somebody else tests negative. And, and I understand that. Um, it's tough. The umpire and crews are, are also sticking regionally. So we get Jerry Mealy all the time. Mealy is the same guy that cost the World Series to, for the Kansas City Royals against the Giants in 2014. Jerry Mealy, I'm sure he's a great ump, he's a crew chief, but he was physically challenged and is still physically challenged uh, when there's a big catcher and a low ball pitcher in the game. Now, I'm not knocking his stature. I'm not a Jerry Mealy fan, but I'm not knocking his stature. But when big game James was pitching in the 2014 series and hitting the knee, 
Mealy had no idea. Meals. Me, Jerry Meal, whatever his name is. Meals, Mealy. I like meals. I miss the meals at the ballpark. Um, couldn't see over Salvi's head. And I'm sure there are other big catchers in baseball with low ball pitchers. So anyway, he was at home plate for the Cubs during one of their losses. So I'm probably mad at him again. Then he goes over to first base, and he seems like an okay guy. In 2014, after he blew the game at home uh, in game one, he goes to New York for game two and blows a replay against the Royals. So he single-handedly, the Royals could have been back-to-back world champions. I think they should have been. Let's talk about food. I'm missing the ballpark food a little bit, but I have made a lot of hot dogs. Uh, we smoked a 13-pound brisket, new world record. It was really good. Um, that was good. Some brats. So I plan a tailgate maybe next week, and uh, then we'll get on down the road, and maybe, maybe there'll be a vaccine that'll come around earlier. Hope to goodness gracious that occurs. Hope nobody else gets sick in Major League Baseball. I hope the staff stay healthy, the ump stay healthy, and the players stay healthy, and we get the, the year done. It's going to get done. There was a time a couple weeks ago when it looked like Manfred Manfred, Manfred the Wonder Dog. Um, does anybody remember that? It was Tom Terrific. It was a cartoon. Tom Terrific, and his Wonder Dog was named Manfred. I'm mighty Manfred, uh, the Wonder Dog. That was kind of the uh, theme song for Tom Terrific. A great cartoon. Probably in the f- early 50s. Mid-50s, Tom Terrific. Check that out on Google, Manfred, the Wonder Dog. Back to our Manfred, um, Bob, Rob, yeah, Rob, Kamish. He was ready to put up the white flag, man. You know, he, the, the, Bre- the Marlins were going to strip joints, the Cardinals were going to casinos, and I think Manfred had enough. But... He got propped up. I don't know if it was from the union or from the owners, but somebody told him, hey, buddy, suck it up. And then the next day he came out with the I'm no quitter, and uh, he's lived up to that. He's no quitter. So hats off to Rob Manfred, the Wonder Dog, and uh, hats off to Major League Baseball for uh, keeping the uh, Barnum and Bailey show going. And uh, it'll culminate with uh, Round Robin Tournament. It's kind of like the old NBA days where they played the entire season to eliminate Cleveland. That was before, of course, King James got to uh, Cleveland. Now they're playing 60 games to eliminate 14 teams. So who will those 14 teams be? Huh? Yeah. Who are you guessing? It's going to be 14 teams that will go home. And uh, if I were to say my top four right now based on just their payroll and their rosters, I would say Baltimore's got to fade. And then, you know, they're going to have to fade pretty quick. I think the Marlins will have to fade, and they need to fade pretty quick. I think the uh, Mariners and the Rangers round out my bottom four, and uh, I'm sure I'm leaving off somebody that really is bad besides the Kansas City Royals. I'm going to give them a little time to gel because I do think they've got some good young double-A players that are uh, playing for them. And so if you like minor league baseball, if you enjoy going out to the minor league, well, no, you don't get to go anywhere. Now, you can still see baseball in person 
at the North Woods League. Uh, oh, they've got a number of teams that are now in the playoffs. And uh, these are college kids that are getting to play with wooden bats. Uh, remember the Wisconsin Woodchucks, my favorite. Uh, they are playing again. So that that's, uh, that's live baseball. I don't think I can think of anything else other than Papakinos and pizza to talk about. Uh, Papakinos is getting dangerously close to opening. So you folks in Kansas City, uh, Papakino, who had a hole-in-one the other day, hats off to Papakino. He's been wanting a hole-in-one. Every time we tee it up, that's all I can think about. And uh, I missed it. I missed it. And uh, But I heard about it <laughs> repeatedly from lots of people. So hats off to Papakino, Mr. Euro. Hole-in-one. Woohoo! Pretty good. Hopefully that'll spur them on to setting a date for the grand opening of Papakinos. And uh, maybe we'll be able to watch a Royals game on his big screen TV at Papakinos, have some pie, and talk a little baseball. Because it's still fun. I mean, it's not Ripken, it's not Robinson, it's not, you know, the old days, which I love. But it's, um, it is what it is. And the, uh, you know, <sighs> I'm thinking about some of the broadcasters who I just don't like. It's just sad. But, uh, God, they were making fun of the Pittsburgh guys on another radio station in Chicago, so I'm not going to do that. That wouldn't be unique. This show is unique. My views are unique. They are not subject to any research. I do nothing in preparation for this podcast, whereas, you know, I don't have... Uh, national TV to advertise. If I did, then I'd probably spend a couple minutes getting getting some thoughts down. But no, I think my thoughts are good. I think the, uh, uh, maybe you don't agree with my thoughts, but I've got them. I'm still thinking. I'm still able to articulate these thoughts. And most of them are with great hope for next year, 2021, when real baseball should return. That will be great. That will be fun. And I'll be out at the ballpark drinking a beer, eating some peanuts, and uh, coming in from my tailgate, Kansas City. So for Jamie Uretzky on the lighter side of baseball, I hope that, uh, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not clinically depressed, so stop sending emails to me that you think I need help. I don't need help. I'm just not, I haven't bought in to this um, concept of seven inning doubleheaders, starting a guy on second base, and I... My good friend, let me talk for Craig Kashan because I, he tweets a lot, and you know, he's a great guy, and and of course he is um, certainly vested in Milwaukee sports with the pregame and postgame of the Brewers and the Bucks. So of course he's going to want to promote the team. Of course he's going to root for the Yelichs of the world and Miss Lorenzo Kane. I mean, how do you? How do you play a baseball season without your center fielder? I mean, come on. Um, yeah, you can put Gamble over there, and you can put Brawny out in the field. Now he can be a DH. There are all sorts of modifications. This is the year of modifications. And, um, you know, you take the Nike swoosh, and you take the guy on second base, and who wouldn't be bummed if you love baseball? Now, if you just like to tune on the TV and see something besides reruns of Friends, great. You are in heaven. Not really, but you're happy. Uh, me, on the other hand, I, just, I can't even watch the Cubs. And I used to watch a lot of baseball. Um, 
It's just bad. Now, the Royals have a couple kids. Singer is the real deal, but he's an A ball. They rushed him to the major leagues. Everybody's getting rushed to the major leagues this year. So, you know, the major league trying to eliminate the minor leagues, they did a good job. I mean, their goal was to wipe out 40% of minor league baseball. They wiped it all out. So where do you go to rehab? How do you scout? You can't scout. Nobody's scouting. You can't have video anymore because of the cheating champs, those Houston Astros. They wonder why everybody's mad at them. <laughs> and it's like, it's like a giant, big, spheroid nightmare. The horse hide or cow hide, whatever hide. It's just going to be better when they're playoffs. Once the playoffs start and the first eight teams go away, great. Then you got an eight-team basically round robin, and that's cool. That'll be good. Maybe the fans, besides, you know, try to get a job on the ground crew because those guys get to watch the game. That's an idea. That or drive Mr. Reinstorf around, which I've tried, but he won't go for. Man, okay, got to get in the ballpark someday. I think I will. I think before the last pitch is thrown in the whatever they call the end of the year, I guess I'll call it the World Series. Um, that's it. Leaves are falling on my head. Bark's coming down from the trees. The wind's blowing. The water is great. Two ducks are swimming by. Here comes a third. They're rounding the bases, and they're heading for the uh, under the dock where it's, uh, say, from the Eagles. So there you have a little play-by-play. It's not Dwayne Stats talking about clouds, but it's me, Jamie Rutsky, talking about life at the lake. So for my crew and Tyler, my production staff, and everyone else out there that I thank for listening, I hope there's been a modicum, not Mordecai Brown, a modicum of entertainment value in this podcast because, um, you know, it is what it is. So everybody be good. Everybody stay healthy. Stay safe. uh, Mask up and wait for the vaccine because when we have the vaccine, we're going to have fans at baseball and it'll be back to normalcy. Please, please get a vaccine. So, uh, on the lighter side of baseball, um, I'm trying to think. What has been fun? The inside the park home run in the Cubs yesterday, that was on the lighter side of baseball. Guys kind of bouncing off the uh, netting, making catches, kind of fun. So, um, there are some funny things going on. Some great plays being made. Uh, I still like Heidi Watney's show. Um, it's good from the beginning to the end. The great plays are great. I'm not big on this DraftKings thing because it's just another, I don't know. I don't get DraftKings. I don't get fantasy baseball. I don't get, and has anybody tried to gamble on baseball? I don't, if somebody can explain to me the, the, you know, the, uh, the odds or whatever, it's 210 to 180. So is that, you got to put down $210 to win 100? I don't get it. It's a lot easier with a point spread or I pick them to win and I'll take the three points and I'll do a parlay with the, I didn't even get to parlays, but I digressed. I'd rather digress about pizza, but did have some good. So I met another good, another listener, Dougie, another good listener. We met halfway up in uh, central Wisconsin uh, on a, um, at a good restaurant located 
I believe, on an Indian reservation, uh, an American Native Indian reservation, and a great pizza. Speaking, of, it just got me back onto pizza. It was really good. So anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Pizza and baseball. So for Jamie Risk on the lighter side of baseball, uh, Papa Kino, I know you're out there listening. Have a great night. Be safe. And uh, we'll talk to you next week when, hey, we should be past the third furlong, past 20 games. Even the Cardinals might be edging up on 20 games in their catch-up season. And uh, maybe I'll be in a more positive outlook. Maybe I'll get Duke on. Uh, John's always good. I'm going to get Watham next week and be in a better mood. All right, folks. And he's agreed to be on the show. So stay tuned and listen for John Watham and me on the lighter side of uh, baseball. If I said on the lighter side of sports, I was kidding. So take it easy, be good, and we'll be back next week. Thank you.